Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by Chev. Uh, let's move on from movies to, to shows. Many series even... So let me see what we got here. All right, people. The number one series on Netflix right now is about the search and capture of a Mr. Richard Ramirez. If you've been around, I don't know, I don't know about you younger folks out there. The, the guy's so notorious that people are saying, you know, surely people, even if you're young, you've heard of him because he's one of the most notorious serial killers that we've had in a long time. Uh, you know, he's he's uh, very notorious and well-known because of, of course, his horrible and gruesome crimes, but also for the allure of his personality. Uh, you know, some people were terrified of this man because he was a Satanist. Other people said, you know what? He actually looks kind of cool. I like what he's saying. And some people just downright found him sexy. Yeah. I think most humans have in them the capacity to, co to commit. People are like, what? That I, I know. I think most of them That's sexy? Hey, people, as, as the old saying goes, just get famous. To commit murder. Uh, it is no, not because. No, we don't, Richard. <laughs> uh, they, they choose not to, not because they are morally superior, as they so commonly claim but because they are imprisoned in a web of responsibilities, commitments, no, beliefs, and sentiments, Richard, and that would render murder... Richard, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I would say, even like, as I know a lot of people are like, man, you know, how did a goofy motherfucker like that manage to go out and commit the crimes that he did? Sound like something out of Hanna-Barbera cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think most people like me, they want to commit murder. <laughs> Well, folks, that is one of the things that they want to examine. In addition to the search and capture of Rich Ramirez, we hope to get some sort of uh, at least more insight uh, on the man who died of cancer after being in prison for, what, like two decades or something? Yeah. You know, he's being, he was on death row for a long time, and his executioner happened to be cancer. So let's go ahead and take a look at Night Stalker, which was the name for this guy because he terrorized – L.A. County in the 80s for years committed several crimes. Even say some of the crimes that are out there might have been because of him. There's a mm -hmm. they, there are things that aren't even solved with him yet, and right. some things that that people found that they never found the killer for. And they're like Richard did that. You know, when you have something like that, it's a very very fascinating topic, and that's what we have here in this docu series, Night Stalker. Let's take a look at the trailer, and we'll be back with our review. On summer streets and the pavements are Don't. 
gonna come on yeah, that's sad that's sad bitch <laughs> damn boy y'all get us some medication man or something i like that song don't don't, don't mess around <laughs> not anymore just bitch just sad it's just sad out on the streets they pull in right before she gets ready to sing like here take a volume well you know take this whole handful <laughs> She's a super it's freak, a super summer. freak. She's super freaky. Yeah. <laughs> 1980s. We were proud of the city. L.A. was glamorous, but if you went around to the other side, L.A. could be a very dark place. I was on the freeway, and here comes somebody speeding, and all of a sudden he just swerves around my car. It's like he's right there, like a moment stop. And he has this horrible big grin, and he's missing all these teeth. He just stared at me like a killer clown. You got us a serial killer. There was no doubt about it. This was a pretty sick individual. The so-called night stalker who has terrorized California. The same man is suspected in six to eight murders and 25 to 30 attacks. He's someone that will go into a home at night and will kill. I woke up to a very loud noise to which I responded, John, and immediately I knew it wasn't John, but something was there. There was no pattern. Anyone could be a victim. He went after old people, young people, men, women. It's unheard of. We've never encountered anybody like that in criminal history. Everybody was talking about it. I'm scared. I think everybody else is scared. It's a cruel Pressure was on cruel to stop the madman that was doing all this. So we start trying to piece all this puzzle together. We were in for a roller coaster ride. It's the only time in my entire life that I slept with a gun. There's pentagrams on walls. It just keeps getting creepier. And he waited until he saw the fear in her eyes, then he shot her. What causes a person to do what he does? I said, I won't scream. I swear upon God. And he said, swear upon Satan. <clears throat> you could sense it. There's evil in that man. It's a cruel, cruel summer. You know, this is really meant for people. Pull this down here. This is, this is, this is really meant for people who love true crime. Yeah, ever since that that uh, that podcast serial, true crime yeah. has been the the new opioid. Yeah, uh, especially for women. Yeah, man, it's funny because it was a woman who, <laughs> who who called me up about this. Or it was a woman who uh, texted me on Instagram talking about, uh, you have to watch Serial Killer or, or Night Stalker. You have to watch Night Stalker. And I was like, why? She's like, I watched this and I watched the whole thing before I went to bed and I had nightmares. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so you love that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 that's for people who love to be scared. And I can see why. Listen, I see why true true crime has a lot of appeal for people. Uh, well, for one, it's kind of trendy. Like Martin said, you know, they, they're now they're making podcasts and everything about it. So it's kind of picked up. But I mean, look, you've always had true crime novels, true crime thrillers. You know, a lot of this stuff fascinates people. And I understand why completely. You know, it's like they're like horror movies. You know, they tap into our darkest fears 
accept that the, 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 the monster is real. The threat is real. Also, they play out like Hollywood thrillers. I mean, a lot of these things, if they're not seven, they play really close to seven. Because these these are not just murders. There's something just kind of odd or extra creepy or more gruesome about them. You know, I can see why, except they're played out in real life. So I can see why people love this stuff. This is why this is number one on Netflix right now, because people love watching this kind of stuff, man. And, uh, you know, that's, I can see why this has that allure for people here with this, because one of the things that they do right at the beginning of the series, they don't concentrate on, they don't go right into the murders. They don't go right into Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez is not even the main character. Mm at least for a while, a while. This is a four-part miniseries, and you have to wait a long-ass time to get to the actual killer. What they do is they actually try to humanize the story beforehand where they introduce you to the homicide detectives on this case. You have Gil Carrillo and Frank Salerno right here, who, if they make a fictional version of this, I know you don't like this man, but get Louis C.K. to play him. <laughs> you might have to put a little well, bit. now. He didn't look like that when he was working on that case. Well, I'm talking about they get him now. Yeah. Yeah, you might have to put some more old makeup on him or something, <laughs> but Louis C.K. could be this too. Just, you know, put some duct tape on his dick, make sure you don't pull that shit out. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you especially get to know Gil, because Gil, they go into his childhood, they go into how he got into the force, they go into his early life, and how it they, was fun seeing all that yeah. with, with, with Gil Carrillo. How much he loves Frank and how they got together, how mm. much he admired him, and then they became partners. And he was like, oh, my God, this guy, he actually yeah. be partners with him. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. I was, go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, it, yeah, no, it, all, all that's cool, getting, getting to see all that. It is just one of those things where it just seems like th this is a story about two, um, two buddies and how they met. Oh, yeah, yeah and there was this, this killer thing happening yeah. in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, yeah, because with them, listen, you know, this has more appeal for some people than the Hollywood movies because these aren't Hollywood types. I'm looking at Gil right here. No disrespect to Gil or Frank, but you know, they're they're they, look they're overweight. They were overweight when they were young, mm -hmm. and when they were young, and let me see if I can <laughs> let me see if I can even find a picture because when they were young, even back in the day, they weren't the most well. I don't know. It's the '70s. You know, they 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 weren't the most stylish people. From back in well, the day. like you said, it was the seventies. It, it was the, it was the seventies when they. Oh, no, actually, yeah, it was the seventies when they met. It was the eighties when they got together. So there they are. So you know, look, this ain't this ain't Brad Pitt. No, and and Antonio and, Banderas together, right, everything right, like that. Right. You know, no, they look like two cops on a on a Quinn Martin production on a CBS. Yeah, <laughs> Saturday night. Or they look like two cops who just got through coming from Dunkin' Donuts. Or yeah. whatever. You know, <laughs> you know, they, they they weren't dashing cops anything. Mm -hmm. And when you humanize something like that. You know, a lot of people are drawn in, uh, and when. But the thing is, you have these humanized characters that you see right here, very relatable characters who are brought into a very bizarre crime, and to me, that is something that really brought me into the to the to the series. Because I mean, listen, these these murders, man, they're they're gruesome, they're disgusting, and sometimes they're just downright odd, man. You know, assaults happening with no leads, you know, the media. And here's the, the Hollywood part of it. Like, you know, no, just like with the movies, man, there's no leads. You always have that reporter who's coming in who's going to mess up something. Yeah. Or the, you know, we can't give this out to the to the media right here because they'll just ruin the case and give a chance for the killer to run. Uh -huh. They do all that here, man. You know, we see that in movies. They do all that here. Um, you have interesting to 
to funny side characters or supporting characters. And the murders themselves are so bizarre that the cops can't figure them out. Sure, sure. Uh, It's funny. uh, Whenever you look at any kind of true crime thing, whether it's a documentary or it's playing on the ID channel or one of those. Yeah. You have to stop and really look at the at the logistics of it, because when you most time you watch cop shows and whatever the killer is, the shit gets solved in an hour. Yeah. If it's a movie, two hours. You watch these shows and you get to see this takes months, if not years. Oh, people, there's there's (laughs) moments where there's a there's an episode that's almost get dedicated to not a shoe, but the sole of a shoe, the bottom (laughs) part of a shoe. And it's actually it's kind of admirable, man, because what they do is, is that you don't you don't understand how much they have to go in and, and, and nail something down. They had to find the make of this shoe. They had to find out how many of this brand was made. They had to find out how many was sold in that area. They went in hard on a shoe. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, okay, you get some perspective on what they have to do. Okay, that 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 kind of uh, points out what makes this a, docu- a docu-series, why they have to make it for shows long I guess if you really want to justify that because they go into such de- detail about the, the homicidal detective side of this mm-hmm. the procedure of it also it's fascinating to, to to watch this and know that the reason why besides Richard Ramirez just being such a, a high profile and notorious uh, a murderer and serial killer uh, he was also a killer that no one had really seen before mm-hmm. you know the thing with him is that this guy they hadn't seen anything like this. He was like a, he was like your one shop stop of murder and mayhem, <laughs> yeah, man. Um. Like he did it all, and that's what threw people off. Like this guy, he did, you know, he he murdered, he raped, he kidnapped, he, he molested, beat. yeah, molested, he, he yeah, beat people. I'm, I'm sure he shoplifted. I'm sure he jaywalked. You know, I'm sure he did. If it was if it was a crime, he probably went out there and did it. And that's what confused me. But they said, you know, the mo of your average serial killers that they they got they're focused on one particular thing right you couldn't profile this guy no you couldn't and they could they just could not figure this guy out. like we've never seen anything like this before this guy is really he's off the charts man yeah the, the, the thing i found most fascinating was one of the the women he shot it hit her keys so she fell down and then got up later and he saw her she's like you already shot me once and he was like yeah. Yeah, okay. And then just went on about his yeah. business. And it's because, you know, he had, a, a, again, he had very specific things that he did, but in other places, all over the place. If he saw fear in your eyes, that's what got him off. Why he let certain people live and why other people didn't, it was almost like he, he, was almost like he had morality in the most fucked up way. Mm-hmm. If you were a certain age, he didn't feel right killing you. If you were old enough, you know, if you were over eighteen and you old enough, you were old enough to die, mm-hmm. and he and he probably uh, and that's what he kind of based his. Uh, he had really weird. He had he had a really weird uh, 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 set of rules for how he went out and did his crimes, and that's what threw people off right here, man. It's gripping to hear about that, but also it's graphic. Like I said, this gave a friend of mine some nightmares because she. I mean, because it is graphic, man. It, now, it, it is. I mean, it's stomach turning. Like I, I knew all about Richard Ramirez because I saw a, a whole thing about him. You know, like many years ago, maybe fifteen yeah. year, years ago, and it was it was in depth. So watch this again. I was like, oh man, having to go through this again. But the more they were going into each murder, I was like. I, I really don't want to. I don't want to live through this no more. Yeah, it, you know, I. It, you know, this this is a, a this is a situation where it's it's graphic enough. Look, they cover up the most gruesome, the most gruesome and the most bloody details. They put 
tape over them. They block them out so you don't see that. But you do see a lot of blood. You do see uh, people laying on the ground. You know, there's a uh, there's images of just Richard himself that's kind of scary. But you know, there is a lot there there is there, there's a lot of bodies, a lot of bodies in this, and a lot of either graphic imagery or graphic uh, representation of those things right there. Uh, you know, it's like I said, it's fascinating for anyone who first who they want. If you get into it long enough, you want the guy to get caught. So you're trying to find out how they're going to catch this, this guy. But also you want to find out how does a sick mind like this work? What is it that we can learn about this guy that made him do what he what he what he did? And that's, you know, the cops want that, too. Uh, you know, that's cool. You want to find that out. You probably stick around for that. But if you're a more casual fan and not a hardcore true crime fan, uh, then the series might be taking way too much time to get to the point. I mean, that and all of that is subjective. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some people who are eating this up right, right, uh, right now. There's some people who love this. There's some people who uh, that's why it's number one. But then you get some people like me who was like, you know, I I felt like this could have been sped up. You know, this is this is a case where I appreciate what the filmmakers were doing. I appreciate any time you have a documentary filmmaker who wants to go in and spice up the format with more visuals and fancy visuals. But those visuals sometimes were taking longer than the movie needs to be and making the movie longer than it needed to be or the series longer than it needed to be. I swear if you had taken out some of these long-ass visuals, just you know, nice shots or artistic shots, you would have a two-episode series. Yeah, that's the thing. I only got to see the first two episodes, but I, I, I totally by the end I felt like this should have been just crammed into one episode. To give you an example, people, and I, because I looked at this and I said, "All right, I'm waiting to see if this means something." They, <laughs> there's one scene with a rat, and this rat is just chilling. And I thought that rat was they, they focused on that rat so long. I thought that rat was a major part of the story. <laughs> Willard. It's almost like he it's almost like he opened the door for him. Yes. Do my bidding, Richard, yes. Got enough already. People, they spend <laughs> they spend so much time on that rat. I mean, that to the point where they even put it on. I thought the rat was just gonna be B roll. Well, the the rat is licking his lips, and I thought, is the rat a suspect? Right. Is the is the rat is he a fucking accomplice? It's a, a familiar. Did, 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 is the rat a witness? <laughs> did the rat open the fucking door? No, you know? no, that rat's gonna play an important part later. <laughs> Should, are they gonna investigate what that rat just ate for dinner because they licking his because he licking his lips? Is the rat a rapist? It's like what the fuck? And the rat had nothing. Nothing to do with this. Nothing. The rat was just cool and had a good agent. <laughs> Shit, the rat pulled some strings and got some extra time in it. Had some nepotism. Yeah, that rat is a very important rat, apparently. Rat had nothing. And they do this. There's a lot of things with, like, a big theme with flies in places. And they had nothing to do with the movie. 
Flies just hanging around, caught webs and shit. It had nothing to do with the movie. It had nothing to do with the movie, man. I, you know, I, and I, I, it was scenes like that where I was just kind of like, all right, look, we didn't need that. <laughs> if you took that rat out right now, it would have no bearing on this series at mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. I thought this motherfucker <laughs> knew Richard Ramirez. <laughs> shit, I thought, I thought they were boys. <laughs> He's going to be the surprise witness on the stand. <laughs> Oh no, not you! Oh man, I know you're a rat, but come on! Yeah. Wow, you a literal rat? <laughs> yes, he did it. <laughs> I knew Richard back in the day. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! Come on! It, it, no, it could have been shorter, man. My my recommendation for you, after watching all this, my recommendation for you, and I'm not trying to like listen. If you're into it, then watch all of it. You know, apparently people are getting everything they want from this. Now, if you're watching this and you're kind of like maybe us, and this is something where, all right, you know what? I get it. And, I, you know, all these details I really don't need. Or maybe you just really want to know about Richard Ramirez. My advice to you would be watch episode one, watch two. And I don't even know if you need to finish two, but watch two. You don't have to watch episode three. I'm being honest with you. Uh, you can skip three if you really want to. If you go to episode four, it'll probably give you everything that you need. And episode four is the one where they really go into Richard. If you re- it's, so if Richard's what you really want to know about, go to episode four. And I tell you, it, is, it really is. It's, it's cool the way that story unwinds, man. Like, they talk about how the whole neighborhood got in and caught this guy. They were about to kill his ass. Oh, they, they should have. Yeah, they, they had to come in and get him because he was covered in scratches and scars. They were about to tear him up. They were about to lynch him. The whole neighborhood, like it wasn't, the, the cops got there eventually, but the cops had to get there to save him. I don't advocate lynching, except in this case. I mean, look, if they got him, fine, let justice be served. But I was like, if it happened, I ain't going to sit up here and cry. No, I don't know how much they go into it. But one of the, the thing I found almost as sick as his crimes is the fact that once he was convicted and thrown in jail he was flooded with marriage proposals well well, that's the thing with richard ramirez man that's another thing they get into because you know it really does kind of give you hey look i'll tell you something watching episode four this will give you an insight on why people are so crazy today because people just look up to people that are larger than life no matter what they've Mm. done boy in this they he had groupies Bitches just waiting to have sex with him like he was a movie star. Mm-hmm. They and they and they go into that and that is something I thought like okay you know the other stuff was cool because I like hearing about the homicide. But like I said, if you just want to know about Richard, I implore you to watch episode one and two because it really is about the the cops too. And you should hear that story and how they got to this point. Mm-hmm. But if you want to know about Richard, Richard's in one episode. He is a fascinating, fascinating story. Ramirez had a lot of groupies. A lot of people that uh, thought he was just great. Fame generates attraction. It's like the Hollywood syndrome. Yes, there were women that wanted to fuck Richard Ramirez simply because he was famous. While many spectators who attended this preliminary hearing believed all along that Richard Ramirez is guilty, there were groupies, young women dressed in black, who wrote letters to the defendants, wrote poems about him, and blamed society for the trouble Ramirez now faces. 
there was a clown car of these women, right? In all of my years of covering trials in Los Angeles, I never saw a defendant with more sex appeal than Richard Ramirez. People, I ain't talking. We ain't, we ain't talking about just average desperate chicks. We talking yeah. about grade A fine ass hoes. And I, I and yes, I don't give a fuck if you offended. Straight up hoes. We talking about people who. They didn't just send pictures. They showed up to the court like this was a like this is a concert. Mm -hmm. It's disgusting, and I tell you why. I mean, they, they showed up like this is a game, like this is fun. He had this kind of animalistic magnetism, charisma that women found attractive. Toodles, <laughs> bitches in court, man. Yeah. And it don't. Hey, if you think I'm mad for using uh, or I'm bad and mad for using the word bitches and hoes, hey, take it from a fellow woman over here. Oh, you gonna do me like well, this? Oh, hold on, hold on. Well, I'm sorry, but I think they're the dumbest bitches ever. <laughs> <laughs> With our hard glasses on, <laughs> looking like a Pixar character. Or something. You know, no, people. The, the reason why I and I mean it, and I'll go, I'll go further. I, I'd say, hey, you say, uh, never hit a woman. I would. These these fucking dumb bitches need to be hit, and I tell you why, because they showed up in court. Wanted to have sex and give praise to a guy that molested children. Mm -hmm. This guy, he not, you know, you, you learn more about him. But this guy, you know, it wasn't that he just gruesomely murdered people. That would be bad enough. But these women, these they knew good and well that this guy, what he did to children. And they still showed up. All these bitches need to get a fucking smack. Yeah. Bitches and straight up hoes. Oh, they should be allowed to just be with him <laughs> for however long that would be. Yeah, shit, that might work out. <laughs> you know, I don't want. I don't even want to take a chance with that. Yeah, but you're right. Put him in a cage in there with him. Yeah. Help! <laughs> <laughs> you can't do this. He's an animal. Yeah, no, bitch. He's what you. You, you what's for you dinner right for now? <laughs> yeah, fuck you. No, man, stupid ass, stupid ass. Yeah, bitch, you lunch today. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just disgusting, man. It really is. It's disgusting. Uh, I mean, I'm not talking about people just like, hey, I love you. I mean, talking about, you know, sending sexually suggestive yep. photos. I want to marry you. Yeah, fuck this, man. I'll wait for you. You know, you the, know that's forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> All right. <laughs> ah, people. You know, I talk about these women, but I don't. One of the things you probably didn't see is that as the series goes along, you know, because, because Richard was. Uh, Portraying himself as a as a as a Satanist, you know, one of the things that he always did was, you know, on, on, at the at the scene of a crime. Let me see if I can find this right here. At the, painting the at, pentagram. At the scene of a crime, there would always be a, a, a pentagram, five sided pentagram right here. Uh, you know, and he had it on his hand in court. You know, this, this was like his calling card, his signature. Because of that, you know, they wanted. This did, and I don't know how it was back then, but in the in 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 the series, they almost want to paint him as almost like Satan was him. Mm. You know, they want to do this thing where like uh, like he like he actually was the devil, or he was driven by some otherworldly evil, and I you know and that I kind of thought was just a, a, a was slightly disrespectful. Let me see if I can uh, actually let me see if I can find the scene. I agree with you there. Yeah, I you know, I'm not trying to look. I'm not trying to go in too hard on this or read too hard into this. But it's like, you know, don't try to blame this man. You know, this man did the crime. 
to say that he did this because of some some evil out or there outside force, uh, some some uh, some demon or something. That's like trying to give him a pass. It's like that was not his fault. It's, it was saying no. Richard Ramirez is a piece of shit who did this, and he did it because. And I'm not trying to make an excuse. He did it because he he was he had a terrible upbringing. They talk about how he was abused. He was. He was uh, tied to crosses and graveyards as punishment. You know, this guy was, he was warped as a kid. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he almost introduced this thing. He tried to, like, make himself seem bigger. Like, you can't comprehend me. I'm evil incarnate. And I will say, he's the closest thing we have to Michael Myers, man. <laughs> he really is. I'll yeah. say that. But, you know, this is not, like, because he was possessed by the devil or by some demon. It's because he was he he was he was a a, a nurtured to do this, mm-hmm. but he always tried to say, oh, "I'm a bad seed." Is there such thing as a bad seed? Are they born evil? Maybe that's me. And it's like, no, you're just a piece of shit who's warped by a bad upbringing. Sadly, by that by bad upbringing. But even the cops, who are like religious or whatnot, they're like, "Oh shit, if this guy's gonna be floating around the room, I don't know." <laughs> there was one point in time, I got frightened. <laughs> I hate you. I'm talking to him and getting to part of the interview and I'm getting to a very sensitive area. Well, I'm talking to him about his family. He's got his head down on the table and his hands are right there just like this. He's just like listening to me, but he's, and all of a sudden he starts to breathe heavy, almost to the point of hyperventilation. And as he's doing this, his hands start coming off the table for a little bit. And in my mind, for the millisecond, I'm sitting there saying, if this guy starts to float around this room, I'm out of here. Because I have fought people before, I've been stabbed, I've been shot at, but I ain't never fought nobody that's floating around a room. And I'm just, this guy's gonna levitate right here and scare the bejesus out of me. Then you pull out your gun and shoot that motherfucker, man. He's not black. He, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's brown, you know, come on, man. I want you more people. No, he ain't no ain't no Santeria going on. Ain't no ain't no demons. Ain't no saint. He ain't floating. If, if, if he starts floating, yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, if he's floating, that means the motherfucker just standing up and he's about yeah, to do exactly. something, and you need to kill him. You see, that's what we had. That's what we have. It's like, man, you a cop, all right? This ain't, yeah. this, you know, this. <laughs> see, see, it's things about like this in documentaries or in true crime where I go. This is a yeah. editor or a director saying, "Play this part up." Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And he said, for a second, say, "What was the scariest part?" I don't know if I was scared. Yeah, yeah. but something that was scary, juicy. Well, like, yeah. there was this one time, and for a second, I thought, "It's not a real story." Yeah, people, this ain't The Exorcist. It ain't no, this ain't no Blumhouse movie right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> Put a bullet in his ass and call it a day. Yeah, if he's so supernatural, why would he die of cancer? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> It wasn't cancer. It was Satan. Mm-hmm. He didn't want him to go to yeah, execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the okay, well, fuck, fuck out, out of here, here. <laughs> with that. When I hear that bullshit, I know. No, and that's one of the things that the that I criticize this this docu series on because they do kind of play up that angle of was there maybe wink wink otherworldly forces. Well, pe- plus you play? can hear the, the the music kick in, so yeah. <laughs> they're already trying to get you. Look there. at his eyes; they were so dark. <laughs> yeah, because he didn't sleep that much. Because he's too busy killing people. Y'all focus on his eyes. Y'all don't even you don't even want to mention how there's so like there's so many other things. Like people focus on what they want to focus on. Mm-hmm. Like he also had funky ass teeth and he smelled bad. Mm-hmm. But you know, but no, we, <laughs> but no, you know, let's 
Let's let's get let's get to his eyes. Oh, those were the devil's eyes. Right. Yeah, that was funny how that wasn't the devil's funk either <laughs> on his armpits. <laughs> funny how that wasn't the devil's teeth and and gingivitis. Get the fuck out of here, man. No one would hear that. You know, it's irresponsible to play that up right mm-hmm. there, man. He, mm-hmm. This is a man who did these crimes. Blame him for the crime. Exactly. Yeah, don't 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 make him more human than he is. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucked up human being, man. So yeah, because of that, I I I do. When I was watching, I was hooked into seeing like uh, how they're going to get this guy. I really did like again the procedural aspect of this, all the details that they went into. I thought that that was kind of cool. I have to take points off, man, for this just being unnecessarily wrong. I you know like I said, I didn't need to hang with Ricky the Rat for, <laughs> for his, his his paid cameo up in here. Him licking his lips, being all he licked, being all sexy and everything. I love that. Focus on the eye, licking his lips, yeah. his ass as he walks away. They, they tried to make my man sexy. You see that? Yeah, yeah girl. <laughs> no, get out of here with that, man. I don't want to see all that. No. No, this is a low. It's a low matinee for me, man. It's almost a. It's almost a a, a rental for what it needs to be, but uh, yeah, I, I I liked it, but it's it's, it, man, it's barely out of a rental area. I, I give it a very low matinee. Uh, uh man, wow. Let me think about it because it's, it's, <laughs> it's on the border of like a a high rental and being that. And we always say this. It's on Netflix where it needs to be, and that's right, cool. You right. know, like like the question is, if this was in the theater, would you? Nah, 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 nah. I wouldn't, because again, I'd be you know, especially if I sat in that theater for four hours longer. That'd be a fuck you by the time <laughs> I walked out of there. Yeah, I'll pro- you know, I'll give it a, I'll give it a high rental. I give it a high rental for two reasons. Uh, like I said, the parts that I enjoy, but not only was it too long, but just a little sensationalist too mm-hmm. with that whole Satan angle. Yeah, right I, that's 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 the feeling I was getting. I mean, I I, I dug that hanging with the cops, but. I was yeah. feeling like it's a bit sensationalist. What, the, a moment I did like was when uh, Carrillo was going on and was talking to him how it was starting to get to him and then he was going out and he was drinking when he was yeah. on the job and then not talking to his wife and then he'd come home and she'd be like, I smell the alcohol in your breath. He's like, oh, God damn it. Just leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, no, that was cool that you got to go into that family yeah, lives yeah, too. You yeah. learned everything because that Richard Ramirez was so crazy that he was actually going up in the cops' He was going to their homes too, mm-hmm. and these two guys were like, "Well, shit, when is he going to start messing with us?" He mm-hmm. had them spooked. Yeah, but yeah, that's yeah, low rental for me, man. I mean, I'm sorry, high, 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 high rental, high rental for me, very high rental. Gotcha. Okay. Oh, I, you know, I didn't see enough. Ah, uh, that's right, you didn't finish seeing it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, but not very high rental, man. Like I mean, I, say, I feel like I would fall where you do. Yeah, just even, from what I saw, and even if I did go into very low matinee area, I still am okay with that because it it. It is a again. These things are popular for a reason because we do get a lot more. We get a lot more. Uh, uh, we get a lot more insight not only on the killers, but you know, unlike some shows we see on TV where they had they're kind of restrained by what they can show. Mm-hmm. This shows a lot more graphic stuff, and therefore just they're able to release a lot of the more sordid details. And when you do that, you get to learn a little bit more about the process that these guys okay. do. Okay, see, yeah, I, I guess if I finished it because. As it stands, I don't even know if I would give it a high rental just because it seems to be telling me mostly stuff I already know. Well, there's also the reason why I'll go with high rental because just, they just start cutting in shit that has nothing to do with the movie. Mm-hmm. Like they, they talk about how he was running down the street and, uh, and, and people were looking to see what the commotion was. And they just cut in postcards, that, that random postcards of things that people that weren't there. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff, pictures of dudes from the 50s like, 
huh? You know, so it's like, come on. Okay, now y'all just throwing things in and throw it in. You know, come on. But yeah, it's good, people. It's good. It's high rental good, meaning that if you cut it on and watch it, you, when I say high rental because it's there, what it means is that you watch it, but I say watch until the end, but you might speed through some parts. Mm-hmm. You might not pay attention the whole time. You might get a little lost. But if you're a true crime fan, apparently this is for you, man. Okay. You know? Yeah, so there you go. <clears throat> oh, people. Uh, it is late, so we are not going to spend a whole lot of time reading uh, emails. Let me see here. Corey, have you finished watching The Midnight Gospel? I have not. My wife did. I got her into it, and she was loving it, and I was really kind of getting into it, Is that it that too. cartoon? Yeah, the one that, yeah. The, it's a it's an animated oh, 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 animated yeah. show where, yeah, they, where, where they're talking philosophy back and yeah, forth. Yeah, 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 animated, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was into it. I was getting it. that confused with Infinity Train. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, a, lot, a lot of people liking that, too. Yeah, uh, let me see here. Yeah, people, I, I had a... I had a real good time watching that, and I want to watch the rest of it, you know, but I just never got around to it. I have started. I have started. Uh, Iron Fist. Iron Fist. Yeah, yeah. I'll leave it. How's there. that going? It's going. Wait, which episode are you on? I'm still on one. Oh, <laughs> I just I said I just started. Oh, fun fact about the doc. So, fun fact: the rat in the documentary. Is actually the 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 rat son of the two rat people from Bad Boys. <laughs> I was I was thinking about that. I, 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 I thought about that. <laughs> so apparently that rat in Bad Boys too. Those two rats that were having sex, they had a son, and he has some pool in Hollywood. He's in this now. <laughs> and here comes somebody speeding, and all of a sudden he just swerves around my car. It's like he's right there, like a moment stop. And he has this horrible big grin, and he's missing all these teeth. He just stared at me like a killer clown.